everybody. Welcome back to Loki Deadly. It is Saturday. It's time to dive into a Halloween story with some sexual Halloween tendencies. I'm Cameron. I'm Victoria. I'm Sylvia. <sighs> Sorry, that was a little aggressive. So today we decided to be a little bit decadent slash ho and drink some lemon drops, you know, with some sugar on the rim. Where? <laughs> I'm going to try to make that sound that you always do, but I can't. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) 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 I feel like lemon drops, I used to order them a lot, and then all of a sudden, like, I just stopped. They're too sweet. Yeah. We discovered a St. Germain's. True. Those are so fucking fire. And a little martini. Mm -hmm. A little sugar. Oh, no. What was the one with the sugar cube at the bottom from the Womack? Oh, champagne and, um, I think it was just champagne. No, there was, a, uh, what was it? It was so good. Oh, I don't remember. It was good, whatever it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're bringing it back to 2016 with these, you know, living fantasy Mariah Carey McCannon. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're doing Halloween stories. <clears throat> I... Found a Halloween story, as anyone would. <laughs> Which, like, all of the murders that happen on Halloween are kind of boring, right? Like, yeah. there's not, like, I a mean, ton of them. Besides Sylvia's. Sylvia's murder? Well, what happened? <laughs> no, with that. What was your story? It was with the boy who found his family. Yeah, and he thought it was oh, a prank. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, that was good. Um, It's okay. So... Today, I'm going to be talking about Peter and Betty Fabiano. Peter just got out of the military, was working as a truck driver. Betty was divorced, living her best life with two kids, you know, getting that alimony. A knee. So they meet, they fall in love. You know, he gives it to her good. She can't stay away. <laughs> so they get married. That is the best girl. Get it. Keep coming back. She's dead. Oh. Oh, she didn't die in the story, but she's, oh! dead. she's dead as of today. I was like, damn, bitch, shut me up this time. Short <laughs> lived. Oh, my God. Okay, so they get married. They live in New York. <laughs> she's dead. <laughs> she can get it. Um, okay, so they live in New York doing whatever it is people in New York do. Sylvia, what do people do in New York? Mm. They're busy as fuck. We eat and we walk around and shop. So that's all they did for 16 years. (laughs) (laughs) Walk, eat, and shop? Shit. Take out the walk and you have me. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) Uh, So after 16 years of bliss, whatever bliss is to them, they decided they're going to make a move to Los Angeles. They thought it was a better opportunity for them. One of them might have wanted to become an actor. I don't know what would prompt somebody to really want to move to L.A. Mm -hmm. Um, and when they got to LA, they were like, okay, well, what are we going to do? And they open up two hair salons as anybody would. And Peter becomes a hairstylist as anybody would. In LA. (laughs) In LA. Which like male hairstylists in LA make a lot. They do. I feel like they're just like way more prevalent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, so fast forward about a year after they move there, it's Halloween night. Trick or treat. How many? Pop, pop. How many years? A year. Yeah. 
So from 1940 to 1956, they lived in New York, and then from 1956 to 1957 is present right now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So on Halloween night in 1957, it was a long day. They decided they were going to turn in for the night, maybe have a little inana, you know, (laughs) who knows? Um, People get freaky on Halloween. So literally, (laughs) (laughs) for real. They went upstairs to bed. They were kind of just getting ready, relaxing. And then the doorbell rings. It's 11 o'clock. Why is somebody ringing the doorbell? Halloween. At 11 o'clock? You're yeah. answering trick-or-treaters at 11 o'clock? Not 11, but it's understandable if you get a doorbell ring at 11. Oh, at hell night. no. I ain't answering that door after 8 o'clock. No children should be out chore. after 8. <laughs> he said chore. <laughs> so he's like, okay, he had the same thought that you did. Maybe it's a trick-or-treater. I will never open my door, but now I know. Oh, Mm -hmm. you all heard it. Just kidding. (laughs) So he's like, okay, it's 11 o'clock, whatever. I'll just go and get them some candy. So he goes downstairs, gets the candy bowl, opens the door. So Betty's upstairs in the room, chilling, getting things started. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't know. (laughs) But she was waiting for him to come back, and then all of a sudden she hears a loud pop. And I ain't talking about the shit hitting the toilet. I'm talking about a bang. Oh, my gosh. That kind of just scared me. Uh. So the pop, like, of course, she's like, what the fuck is that? So she she gets up, and then one of her daughters wakes up. They go downstairs to see what it was, and then Betty is, like, looking around, doesn't notice anything, goes to the front door, and then she sees Peter on the ground in a pool of blood. Uh. Yes. So, of course, like, she, like, flips out. She's hysterical, like, deciding what to do. But one of her neighbors is a police officer. So she runs over to his house. He calls the precinct and gets the ambulance there. And the ambulance picks him up and takes him to um, Sun Valley Hospital. And when he got to Sun Valley Hospital, he was pronounced dead from a gunshot wound. Fuck. Where was he shot? At his front door. No, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so he had a gunshot wound in his chest. Oh, shit. Um, so now the police are like, okay, well, let's go and figure out what is going on. Um, so police were able to find a witness, but all the witness said was all I saw was a car speed off after the, the pop or the gunshot. So that's the only lead God. that they had was there was a car involved. Based off of the crime, like somebody just walking up and shooting, they had suspicions that it was gang related. But looking into his past, because, you know, like L.A. around that time, like gangbangers. (laughs) (laughs) Possibilities. Um, But his background just did not match match somebody that would be like involved in anything like that. So at that point, they were like, well, shit, we need to figure something out. So we need to talk to Betty. But Betty, like, she flipped out, and they had to sedate her for a few days, like, sedate her. So she couldn't talk to the police for a few days. Um, And when she was finally able to kind of get to a place where she was able to speak to them, um, she meets with them. And they were like, okay, well, this isn't adding up that somebody would just walk up and shoot him. Like, why... Why is this happening? Like, what do you know of of anything that that could have prompted this? And um, Betty said they they asked Betty, like, do you know anybody that could have done this? 
So they were like, okay, do you have any idea? Does your husband have any enemies, basically? And she said yes. And she named Joan Rabel. So Joan, Joan was basically, she was hired on as an employee. She was like a freelance writer and photographer. She had just been divorced. And Peter hired her to work at the salon. And there was a period of time where Betty and Peter's relationship was just like not great. Like they were fighting a lot and Betty decided she was going to move out and try and make it on her own. So she moved in with Joan and friends would like friends of the two would like really speak weird. Like they really said that their relationship was weird. Like something was off about it. And in the 1950s, like, Oh, oh yep. I already know. Already they're like, know. they're a little too close. close. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. So while living with uh, Joan, Betty was just like, you know, this isn't working for me. I am going to go back to my husband. Like, I miss him and I want to be back with him. Shit. Joan's like, okay. Um, so Betty goes back to Peter and she let him know that she had, in fact, been in a relationship with Joan during that time, which, of course, like, he was like, Bitch, that's not okay. And it, he, it took him like a while to kind of get over that. So at that point, police are like, okay, well, this makes sense. Like this is relevant. So they bring Joan in for questioning, but there was no evidence that would have linked her to any part of the crime that she wasn't even like, she wasn't even there. Um, the police couldn't even find the gun shell casing from the from the gun. Like, there was literally no evidence. That is so weird. Right? Um, so uh, the police at that point were kind of like, okay, well, this is just going to be another cold case uh, because there's, there's nowhere for us to kind of go with it. But then... <laughs> let's take a drink. I'm going to get heartburn with this lemon drop. Ooh, Hour. I like to add a lot of lemon <laughs> juice because I'm trying to get rid of this enamel on my hey. teeth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So police get a clue. <gasps> <laughs> yes. So a couple weeks after the incident, um, police received a call that a gun was found in a local department store, like just thrown out. And they were like, okay, well, let's go and get the gun, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, and <laughs> I guess they started to run some um, ballistics tests on the gun to see. I'm sure, like, they had to have been like, okay, well, maybe this is related because they wouldn't just, like, run ballistics, te- ballistics tests on a gun that they that was just found. Mm-hmm. So that's the, a piece of the story that's missing is why they decided to do it. But anywho, they did. And the gun matched the bullet that went into Peter. Uh, That's L.A. for you. The city of dreams. Um, She just threw it at a department store? Well, (laughs) it's funny that you ask. The gun was registered to somebody. Can anybody guess who? Joan. No. Uh. <laughs> you're both wrong. <laughs> That's why I was like, she knew the guy. Uh. <laughs> Tell me why I wrote, you're both wrong in here. <laughs> wow. Uh. 
What if he's like, you're so predictable. Uh, <laughs> have you? I read you two days ago. So the gun was registered to 42-year-old Goldine Pizer. Uh, who the fuck is this bitch? I don't know, but anybody with the name Goldine, like... Bitch. <laughs> Automatic bitch. Unless they're a dog. <laughs> so Goldine was a... Uh, <laughs> Come here, Goldine. A poodle. Goldine. <laughs> so, uh, Goldine was a lab assistant at a children's hospital, and she had absolutely no connection to Peter, like, whatsoever. So, police were assuming, of course, like, they were probably assuming that the gun was stolen, and they were like, okay, well, we still need to figure out who did this. Mm-hmm. But they ended up bringing her in for questioning anyway, just to read her a little bit. During their questioning, Goldine shocked the whole room when she confesses to the murder. What? No. Yes. She admitted to shooting and killing Peter Fabiano. Who the fuck is Goldine? <laughs> she doesn't have Goldine. any connections to Peter. I know. That's what I was saying when I was reading. Oh, no. (laughs) So police were like, okay, well, why? Go Go Dean, bitch, stop. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So Goldine told police that she was coerced to murder him by somebody that had been friends with them for four years. Joan. We'll be right. <laughs> so go. go oh. <laughs> <laughs> what if I was like, no. <laughs> yes, it was oh, Joan Rabel. Bitch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Goldine was like, oh my God, it's such a relief to tell everybody. I felt like I was holding something inside. <laughs> and then proceeds to go about like how it was all planned out. So basically, her and Joan had been planning the murder for weeks. She, um, Joan took Goldine there prior to, so that way she could see what Peter looks like. So she knows that she's shooting the right person. Um, okay. At least she was thorough with that. Yeah. (laughs) But she would be telling Goldine, Joan would be telling Goldine like that Peter was such a horrible person, that he was vile and evil and he destroyed everything around him. And she told uh, Joan told Goldine that he mistreated his wife and that he was dealing narcotics. Goldine. So I guess she would feel some sort of civic duty to shoot this man at his doorstep. Goldine's dumbass. Goldine. You should have minded your motherfucking business, Mm -hmm. bitch. All for the snatch. Mm -mm. Because Goldine was a lesbian too. What? I mean, that's not. I mean, bitch, unless they're best friends. Bitch. I mean, it doesn't say whether they're having sex or not, but but it's implied. It's implied. Mm-hmm. Um. So finally, it's snatch. I'm sorry. <laughs> when police were questioning Betty about like what had happened, she said she heard two voices, two male voices, but she didn't know who who it was, mm-hmm. and they kind of left it at that. Mm-hmm. This already sounds shady as hell. Mm-hmm. We're in on it, you stupid bitch. They were bitch. in a three <gasps> motherfucking Thrapple. sum. No. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Thrapple. police learned that on the night of the murder, Joan and Goldine borrowed a friend's car and drove over to the Fabiano residence. And they waited for the lights to go out. And Goldine got out of the car and walked up to the door to ring the doorbell, of course. She was wearing a mask, and when the door opened, it was Peter with a bowl of candy. And Peter said, isn't it a little late for trick-or-treating? 
And Goldine responds with a gun in her hand, but a paper bag covering it. Mm. So she says no, and then pulls the trigger. Damn. Cold-hearted bitch. And then she ran back to the car, got in. Joan leaned over and kissed her and said, thank you. And they drove off. And that's where the witness saw the car leaving. It is all connected. What the fuck? Can I imply something? Yes. How did they know to wait? How did they know that everyone was going to be in their room when the lights went off? Well, I think that's why she was wearing a mask. So that way, if anything were to happen, that they wouldn't know it was her. And she could literally, she had the paper bag and could have been like, trick or treat. Unless that bitch Betty was in on it and was like, wait till I turn off the lights. So (laughs) police had enough to arrest arrest Joan and Goldine for the murder of Peter Fabiano. So before like all of the trial happened, like um, they had to meet with like psychiatrists to evaluate them and their, their mental state. And they did think that they were in a sexual relationship. So that, that came up and they thought that because they were in a sexual relationship that could make them unfit to stand trial because of course they looked That's at it day. back then as like mm-hmm. a mental like thing. Uh-huh. And That's so annoying. <laughs> they were questioning Goldine about like, well, what was your motive? And she was just like, I didn't have a motive. Whatever motive I had was to please Joan. And she said that she was as easily influenced and she had been impressionable and always has been trusting. Bullshit. Um, and the psychiatrist that she said this to put in his notes that the only thought she had was that she w- uh, she had saved her friend Joan Rabel from an evil person. So that's what the psychiatrist said. Um, Girl, you should uh, call nine one one. Girl, that was <laughs> that was way too motherfucking gullible. She should have gone her. She if she was really in trouble, she should have gone her some help, Betty, not just for you to go shoot her husband. Mm-hmm. So when so the trial starts and. Joan and Goldine plead not guilty, but Goldine pleads not guilty because of insanity, Mm. which Mm. could be an argument, I guess. Mm. And so she gets on the stand, she's crying, she's remorseful, and Joan is over there, like, smiling during the trial, thinking that she's all cute and shit in in the court with her fake-ass lipstick, bitch. Just kidding. I don't know if she's wearing lipstick. I'm assuming. <laughs> so. She uh, like basically she w- was acting like it was all a mockery and that people were just there to see her thinking that she was hot shit and she was there to be tried. Bitch. Um, so the trial goes on and they ultimately get charged with first degree murder. But they made a plea deal, and it was reduced to a second-degree murder charge. And both of them were sentenced to five years in prison. What the fuck? Five? Five years in prison. Oh, hell no. And, of course, this like this sparked debate because they're like, I think somebody wrote an article or something about how women were not given the same kind of a sentence a man would have gotten mm-hmm. for whatever reason. For the same thing. Yeah, because I think that they thought that 
I don't know women were more fragile. I don't understand why like that would be a thing. It was back in the day yeah. too. I but I like I'm no, I'm like saying that like I really d- wouldn't know why they would have considered that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for because you know they would always call women fragile or whatever. Unless they were still like thinking about them being together. That could probably influence their decision mm-hmm. to be like, "Oh, well, they're not in the right mind." So yeah, so they ended up getting released. They lived their lives and died out of prison. What? Betty was not involved in any way. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So she left Joan and she basically she was she promised Peter that she would have absolutely no communication mm. with her and she didn't. Oh, so Joan just did it. Joan took it upon her fucking uh. selfish self. Mm-mm. Yeah, and then Betty just kind of went on to live a normal life. Um after Joan was released, though, like, they couldn't find anything on her. She kind of, like, disappeared, and nobody really knows what happened to her. Creepy-ass bitch. Mm. How old was she? Joan? Mm-hmm. She was in her 40s. Damn, better have been some good bomb-ass pussy. pussy. Yes, because mm. to, to kill for it? Mm-mm. There's a lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of things you... I mean, in reality, we have stories upon stories of what you do for the dick, but I know what I bitch, do. Betty, you were doing too much. Betty, no. well, no. Dean, <laughs> no, I'm saying like Betty was doing too much for Joan to think, oh shit, like mm-hmm. I want my Betty, and then Goldine just my little being, tongue of gold. Goldine, like Goldine, you should have just managed your business, found some new. Mm-hmm. You should have been like, you know what. Nine about this life. Like, that's not me. And they were both divorced, too. Mm-mm. Oh, that is probably why, too. Because yeah. they knew something was up with your ass. Mm-hmm. Doing too much. But, yeah, that's basically everything that happened. It was just, like, it's crazy because, like, they just went and knocked on the door and shot him, like, right there. Bang, bang. I know this is a little out there, but do you think they kept dating in jail? Probably. Yeah. I would assume so. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know because if somebody ratted me out, I don't know if I could date them. Well, Joan was crazy, and I think yeah. Goldine was very like obsessed. Like, oh shit! Like, I re- maybe she was really in love with Joan, mm-hmm. and then maybe she snapped out of it after. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, we can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, it, the case went from like non-existent to somebody calling in and finding a gun. Fuck. Go real one, whoever found that. Who Thank the you fuck for doing that. Throws their gun at a department store. That's what I'm saying too. <laughs> it's like, already registered to yeah, you. That's just like ask. giving oh somebody a name. Yeah. Hide it in your house. No one's yeah. gonna know it was you. Exactly. Especially if you had no connection. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not yeah. telling you how to hide your things. Yeah. But don't I'm kill them. <laughs> at the same time, though, thank you for being dumb because yeah. now you're you. I mean, I don't think you got ju- he got justice because five years was not enough, bitch. Five years was definitely not enough. Can we see a picture of Joan? Yeah. <laughs> the fuck does this bitch look like? If it's better, if she's smiling just like um, the giggling that, granny. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll be like, that no. That was creepy as fuck. <gasps> oh, um, no. Oh, my God. No. Her eyes. Why does she look like that? Her chin. I know. Oh That's them coming out of court. She's still smiling like, oh. bitch, we did it. And mm-hmm. look at Goldine. All sad. All sad. Shit. What's that? That's Peter and Betty. Betty, Betty was, was pretty. pretty. Yeah, yeah Betty was said. pretty. So, mm-hmm. I I mean, Joan, you crazy bitch. 
Don't look her eyes. I can't. I can't look at her eyes. What is that character in Fairly Odd Parents with the chin? That's like a hero. Oh, um, square chin. Yeah. Like crimson chin. Crimson chin. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's fucking Joan right there. No, that's not. Crimson pussy. She looks more like, um, it's not Elephant Man. Um, Who was that serial killer? Who had a really weird face. That's what her face looks like. Crimson Joan meets Hannibal Lecter. No. No, I think it was um, something Ed. Oh, Ed Gein? I think. No, mm-hmm. it, it was either Ed Gein or Ed Kemper. Kemper. Oh, I don't know. Kemper? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Some serial killer had that same chin. That was weird. Her eyes just looked, yeah. Her eyes look like, I would do it again. She would. She probably would. She probably did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's think about this alternative. What if, you know, Betty wasn't involved at all? But what if they got together? They got back together. About it, I don't think Betty would get back with Joan, yeah, for killing her husband, yeah, yeah sure. But Betty could be crazy too, it's honestly possible. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it past people. I just got scared of my own reflection. <laughs> <laughs> I just got scared of my own reflection. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is my Halloween story, Fuck. <laughs> shooting bitches left and right. So, yeah, I mean, I hope everybody enjoyed. I hope you're living your best life, not shooting people at their doorsteps. Let us know what you're going to be for Halloween. Are you going to kill somebody? Let us know so we can cover the story first. Mm-hmm. And call 911 before. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let us know a time frame to call 911 so that way we don't get in trouble and we do the right thing, but we still get the story, if, it, if possible. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, everybody. We hope you have a great night, great weekend, great life. Don't forget to give us five stars. Don't forget to lick your boyfriend's booty hole because as much as they say, they like it. Uh, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Enema. Suppository. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I stand that. I'm just <laughs> I can't. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. bye.